God that we can worship not from afar, but we can worship you in reality, Lord. Lord, people can talk about you. The denomination can talk about you. But only the pride of Jesus, of Christ, know you, Lord. Lord, we know you in a reality way. That we know you that you speak to us. And we know you speak to our individual. We know that our God is the healer. We know that our God is the deliverer. Lord, we experience that. We're not just talking about that. Lord, we can see, Lord, the Lord that you are right in front of us. That you manifest yourself. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to take this service. Lord, to encourage us. Lord, we know the time is near. Lord, we know the time is very dangerous in this hour. Lord, if we not be careful, the devil will use all his devices, his trick, try to trap us in, Lord, try to try to woo us to sleep. But Lord, as、uh, Brother Tom has said this morning, Lord, make us become a vigilance, Lord. Wake us up, Lord, and know what hour that we are living in, and know who we are and what we're supposed to do in this hour. We give you all the thanks, Lord. We know that. You are the God that speaks to our hearts. Lord, our heart is yearning, want to hear the word of God. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you, and it's、uh, wonderful to come back home and to see all your faces. And、uh, every time I go away, it seems like you grow lovely.、Uh, every time I'm coming home, to see all of you, it's just、uh, the grace of God. I'm so thankful. And thank you for all your prayers. And、uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful time with Brother Ron and、uh, Brother Tom. And Lord willing, I'm going to、uh, share a little bit uh, uh, this uh, tonight. If you don't mind, let's turn to the Scripture,、uh, Book of Psalms,、uh, chapter 82. Thank you for the musicians. Book of uh, uh, Psalm, chapter 82. Uh, just one verse,、uh, verse six. I have said, "Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High." Let's turn to First、uh, Corinthians, chapter three, verse sixteen. First Corinthians, chapter three, verse sixteen. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? May the Lord bless His word. You may be seated. So、uh, this time it was、uh, a great privilege that、uh, Brother Ron and Brother Tom and myself.、Um, Uh, we uh, went there,、uh, went to China, and、uh, ministered to the people. And I was translating for them. And I noticed it's the first time Brother Ron ever uh, uh, been to China.、Uh, in the beginning, I noticed、uh, kind of a little bit nervous.、Uh, but as soon as they、uh, step behind the pulpit, and、so、the pulling of the people just tremendous.、Um, uh, you know,、uh, you, you, you'd have to、uh, just go there to experience what the atmosphere. Uh, that uh, that is. So maybe by the end of the service, I'll try to share the little uh, clips uh, uh, that what we have,、uh, just some of the 
uh, the meetings, uh, uh, maybe just to show you. Uh, I can bring you over, uh, but I'll just bring uh, China over here so that you can have a, a little bit uh, a taste of it. And uh, just before uh, we go to the slide to share some testimony, uh, I'd like to uh, uh, share the subject, um, ER God. Uh, I think that's uh, probably one of the most stumbling things that we can ever say that. You have to understand that when God said, ye are God, He was talking about, you are Elohims. The God is is not just an idol God. It's not just um, uh, some, um, you know, whether I just rambling uh, randomly, say some word. He said, I have said, ye are Elohims. Uh, What a powerful thing. That he can say, the Lord can say that to a sinful man like we are. Can say, uh, can say that to a man that we have been, went through so many uh, uh, trials and difficulties. That we fail so many times. We made so many mistakes. But he said, I have said, ye are God's. And even Jesus, he said that those men, that the words that had fall, fall down, uh, he called them God's. Because the word of God that dwells in them. And the Brother Branham said in the unveiling of God, he said, uh, he said, it's the thing, sometimes we have to say things in such a way that it might thin down. He said, it might bring some to go out, some to leave, and some to ponder over. But that's done purposely. It must be done that way. And we never will be thinking about that God would do things like that. And we're always thinking God is calling people over. He always tries to draw people, try to attract people. But there is another aspect of God's character. He purposely saying things to drive people away. But there are certain people, there are a certain group of people, no matter what God has said, no matter how they don't understand, but they just uh, cannot be drive away. There's a something just in them, no matter how stumbling seems that the Lord says things to them, but there's a something in them, just holding them. They just anchor down. Just nothing is going to move them. And to the unbeliever, and to those people that's a make-believer, those certain words, the certain things that the Lord said, it just thin them down. It just uh, drive them away. But to those people who is the predestinated seed of God, and no matter what mask God has changed, no matter what, how hard the word of God has said, but it, instead of driving them away, but it actually it anchors them down. And the brethren said in the unveiling of God, and he said, uh, and uh, then he turned to, uh, he talked about Jesus, and then he turned to the apostles, and he said, do you want to go also? Because he said, if you don't eat my flesh, if you don't eat my blood, you have no parts of me. And uh, he said, uh, and then that's when the apostle Peter made that a great statement. He said, Lord, to whom we go? And uh, see, for we are satisfied. We know surely that you and you alone have the word of life of this hour. He said, and we are satisfied of that. You know, that's the key phrase over here. It's not just that, you know, I know the message. I know, uh, you know, the, uh, about Jesus Christ. I know the Lord ascended the prophet. You must be satisfied of it. 
You know, I find out so many times that the people didn't know about the message. They didn't know about uh, God sent the prophet. They know about the Cloverdale Bible way. They know about the pastor. They know a lot of things. They have a lot of intellectual knowledge that is in their mind. But when they come to the trial, they always stumble. They come into certain things. Uh, it seems like they just cannot go through it. I find out that many times it's the people that they're not satisfied with what they have is good enough for them. And then they started seeking the help from the world. They started seeking the help for the psychologists or this and that, or all kinds of things, and try to mix it together to help the situation. And you will find out it will never help the situation. You have to be very satisfied that this is it. And then there's a, this is it as a nothing else. When you're perfectly satisfied, and this is what God gave it to you in this hour, and for your, uh, for your situation, and whatever you're going through, you say, the Lord, you give me the satisfied portion of it. This word of this hour, that's enough for me. I don't need to seek any other answer. I don't need to seek any other things that are in the world that are the people that try to give it to me. Lord, I know you are true. I know you have said your word. I know you, are, you have a promise to me. By your stripes I'm healed. There's no other things that I need to seek an answer for. When a person was perfectly satisfied, then you find that the Lord come on the scene. And Brother Bram said you can't explain faith. It's something that you believe. And it's so solid and there's nothing else would take its place. He said therefore they know that the word that was written for that age that they were living in the mess, the, the mess, messianic age, that he fit that place uh, exactly. He talked about Jesus. And what could they do to go back in them cold, formal churches that they had to come out? He said, Where will we go to? See, we're fully persuaded that you have the word of life. He's not only just have a word for us. It's not just going to give us some teaching to teach us to cope through, uh, to uh, go through the certain difficulties. He gave us a word of life. And the brother Adam was always uh, emphasized on it. He said that this message has a life in itself. This message is not to teach us a certain doctrines, to teach us a certain way of living. It's not just a whole bunch of a teaching. Try to make us know how to cope with the situation. When certain things come, you know how to do things. But the message of life in it. Life, you cannot explain it. But life is the driven power. Life is the moving power. Life is the power can deliver. Life is the power can heal. Life is the power when you come to a certain point, you just cannot go any further. There's some strength to rise up in you and push you forward. That's called the word of life. You cannot explain life, but you have to believe that life. But you see, the problem is always the veil. It's the veil that stumbles the people. It's the veil that blinds the people. And it seems like the veil is so thick that the people cannot go through. When a prophet come on the scene, it seems like the denomination of veil is so thick and just they cannot get rid of it. Even the people that receive the prophet to their church, they ask him to go to preach. They enjoy that the gift was manifested. They enjoy that the discernment. You say, you hear the, the, uh, the, the healing line that the people, they're crying, that the people, they know this is true. 
true. You see that the ministers, the brothers at the stage, behind the brother of Branham, they say, Amen, they're going down there. But I want to ask, where are they now? After the war, after uh, they saw the discernment, they saw God come on the sin. But uh, what, it's the veil that really stumbles them. They couldn't go beyond the veil. They couldn't, beyond the, they couldn't go beyond the human parts. And then when they saw that the human parts, they heard something they couldn't understand. They heard about the serpent seed. Then they heard about the Godhead. They heard about the, the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And those things, they were so contrary to their denominational veil. Then they just sold the veil back up. Then they couldn't go any further. They had a little pickup that they know God is true. They know God can deliver. But because they cannot go beyond the veil, and the, the veil literally stumbled them. The veil literally separated them from the relationship between them and God. And then you find out uh, it's the same thing that is today. It's always it's the veil that stumbles to the people. Even in, in today... If, you, if we talk about the today's word, and in the message, you will find out it's the same thing. We can easily to recognize the Jesus Christ that in the history. We can easily to say, Jesus Christ is a God, that it was a God manifested in that hour. He walked on the sea, he do things that was so uh, uh, supernaturally, and that the people can easily praise him. As the prophet has told us, he said that they can... Uh, they can praise what is the uh, Jesus of the yesterday, and they can looking forward for the Jesus to come in the future. But they're always missing that Jesus Christ in this hour. But you saw there's a group of people, Peter and them, when they saw the life of Christ, when they saw the life, the, the only life that in Jesus Christ, what they saw is not just a human being. What they saw, they literally saw God. Though God was veiled in that person, but they saw God strictly and the pill off uh, through this veil, they saw God manifest. That's why Peter said that you have the word of eternal life, who we go to. And Abraham said that God has always, in every age, has hid behind a veil. All ages. Included this age too. But he's been God all the time. He says, see, but he's kept himself hide from the world and reveals himself to his elected, like the apostles at that day. He said, now that was God speaking in Christ. He said, and now man has always, it's been the nature of a man who sought to see God physically, that God has always wanted to see it. Man has made creatures uh, to look like him. The Indians worship the sun and find in Africa a different form of animal and so forth. The Tutum poles in Alaska and different forms that they think this God is in. As Paul spoke there at Athens at that time on Mars Hill and told them that they were superstitious concerning this unknown God, that they know he was there, but yet... They didn't know him. What they saw, they saw a veil. But they cannot go beyond the veil to see God. And in that time, in the prophet's time, you find out in this age, it's exactly the same thing. And the people, they cannot go through the veil to say there's a God in that person. 
And I'll, I'll just quickly to bring to you nowadays. People today still do the same thing. They still say, this is just Brother Ed. They might be saying, this is just Brother Tom. This is just Brother John. This is just Brother Ernie. But he cannot go through the veil to say God is not a person. And they can, we can talk about the ministers. And we will say, well, according to the Bible, we don't have the problem like this. And let me bring it in this way. That we can say, oh, this is a Brother John. And this is a, a certain a brother. This is a Brother Mark Ajo. And this is a Brother Glenn Gruner. And we cannot be on the veil to say it is God that's in that person. It's always the veil that's the block to the people. It depends on what you see. And that's what you get. He said that God changed himself. He changes the form. He said that one amorphy. That means that he changed himself. He come down. The Greek word. That means that something that could not be seen. Yet is there. And that is the changed. And I can catch it. If God wanted made himself real to us. There's only one way that God has to make himself real. He must veil himself. And then when he veiled himself, he veiled himself is not for us to miss it. He veiled himself. The purpose is to let you to recognize him. Because when you recognize him, then you can claim the benefit that is in, uh, behind that veil. As the prophet said in the unveiling of God, he said, my wife cannot uh, claim me as a daughter. He said, my daughter cannot claim me as a, uh, as a wife. Because there was a different dispensation. So it's the same thing. When you recognize it, and when you are not mixed, uh, confused with it, so whatever you recognize, and then you will get the benefit from it. So when God veiled himself in the person, it's not trying to God to try to uh, uh, play with us like a pickable. That you see me now, you don't see me then. You see me, you don't see me. He's not trying to make you miss it. The world will miss it. But for the predestinated seed, no matter what form that God changed, they can never miss it. Because they have a part of God that's living in them. And Abraham, when God said to talk to him in the voice, maybe in the dream, maybe in a vision, I don't know. He said, Abraham, get out of my land of Ur. Then uh, go to sojourn with me. And he doesn't even know where to go. But he never missed it. Because that word said to him, he recognized it. Then when Abraham, when the Lord changed his form into the form of Melchizedek, Abraham had never missed that either. And they had come into the Melchizedek. And they do exactly the things that the Lord ordained him to do. And they pay tithes. And the two Melchizedek. And then the Melchizedek blessed in him. When he recognized that situation, that time. And he do it exactly accordingly. And when the Lord had come into another form. He come into the form as a man. And uh, he drinking milk and eating the uh, flesh of a calf. And Abraham had never missed that either. And they come and they saw there's a three men coming, uh, uh, coming to him. 
And then that Abraham and asked Sarah, go to get milk, go to get a, uh, get a calf for the slate, and, and so just uh, uh, prepare the meal for them. We're thinking about, if this time and Abraham just put, put ties in, it's not what it's supposed to do. Abraham recognized who that person is, and exactly, hey, no, what should I do in that moment? It's not because he got a doctrine book that he flipped it over and noticed I can what to do. But it's the God revealing him what to do. Why? Because he's the predestinated seed of God. And then he catched that moment. He noticed that. He said, this is my time. I cannot miss it. There's a three person. But only one that in that three person, this one is going to give me my son that he has been promised. No matter what form that God has changed, Abraham never missed a dot. Abraham recognized each time in his turning the corner, when he recognized and he went out, he grabbed it. And do this accordingly, what the Lord had asked him to do. And we saw those disciples, when those people start to falling away, people start to going, they start to uh, doing things as uh, not seemingly right, and but Peter, he cannot go away. No matter how many people is going away, no matter how many things that the people can explain it in a way, Peter cannot explain it in the back. He cannot even explain to himself. But there's something in him. He said, no matter I can explain it or I cannot explain it, but this is the one that had the word of eternal life. And you think about that a woman. When everybody else, even his disciples, doesn't recognize Jesus at that moment, what to do. But that woman, he broke the alabaster box and then poured our anointment on the head of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ said, no matter where you preach the gospel, going to take this woman's case as a memorial. That woman recognized who that person is and what is her duty in that moment, what she needs to do. It's not just a build up church. It's not just a, a, a give the alms to the poor. It's that time that the word needs to be anointed. And that woman recognized that and she do it exactly according to what is revealed in her heart. She may not, cannot explain it. She doesn't know why to do that. Maybe herself even can think, and that is stupid. Why did I do that? The disciples say a bad word about it. They're angry about her. But something just driven her. Go to do it. It's the time. You will miss that time if you don't do it. Then she went there to anoint him to the head of Jesus Christ. Because in that moment, that word needs to be anointed. Abraham said, it came a son, a son of man. The prophet done exactly, even the little woman in all of her sin, there at a well, she recognized him. She said, we know the Messiah is coming, which is called the Christ. That's what he will do. See, she recognized because she was a predestinated seed. When you recognize as a message... It's not a small thing. When you come to Clarendale Bible Way, coming to here to listen to the, the preaching and say amen to it, and not only just say amen, you act it upon it because they preach it exactly what is the prophet has been preached. It's not a small thing. It's the proof that you are the predestinated seed. 
It's not because you come into the church sitting on the pew makes you as the predestinated seed. But you recognize no matter what God changes form. But Lord, I recognize this is not man speaking. But this is God himself speaking. Brother Brahma said, and not only believe it, but live it. If we don't live it, then we don't believe it. We just say we do. When all the rest of them walk away from it, they stayed with it. They believe it. That's the way we do. That's the way you got to do it. No matter what anybody else does, we believe it. And then we act upon it. If you don't do it, then you don't believe it. And then he said, we are mortal, and he know that. And we only understand as mortal. We only know as mortals. We only know as our senses will let us know. And the rest of it, we have to believe it by faith. That's why we're not trying to explain anything. We try to preach things so that it can raise up your face to grab it. He said, there's the way we got to believe that word today. How is it going to be? I don't know. God said it's going to be that way, and that settles it. Amen. How can we explain? You know, there's a strife in the church, a split in the church, the men's idea, the politics, the this and that. How the Lord is going to have the bride? How there's going to be a unity? How there's going to be a rapture? How there's going to be this and that? We cannot explain that. But when God come down in the flesh, when he manifested himself in the person and vindicated, said this is the truth, our faith is built on that. We're not trying to explain that. We're not trying to use the explanation, try to make our homes settle down, try to make our marriage as to go to work. That's not our duty. Our duty is to preach to, the, to you, to that face, to rise it up, that it must stay in this message. This message in itself has a life in it. My mind cannot comprehend it. My way of explanation maybe cannot explain that, that to you. But my face knows that this is absolutely the truth. The brother Branham said they couldn't explain, the, explain about eating his body and drinking his blood. But see, they had done died to those things. No matter what it is or how much defeat looked like he had, they still believe it anyhow. They could see in that man, a man that ate, drank, fished, slept, everything else, was born here on the earth and walked to wisdom, talked to wisdom. We're closest like the rest of them, but that was God. When God created a man, he created it in his own image. In another word, when God created a man, he created an amateur God. Though they are the amateur God, but they have every element of God that is in them, but in a small portion. Just as the prophet has given the parable, 
like the spoon of water coming from the ocean. It has all the elements of the ocean that are in the spoonful of the water. So if God created a man on earth, He intended them to be like a God. So when God said, I said, ye are God, He meant exactly what He said. But when the sin coming in, and it perverted the, uh, the human being. But by the restoration of the message of the word of this hour, God has restored us the image of God that is in us. It's the word that makes us become God. It's the word that is living in you that makes you have the image of God. You said, how, how can I say I am God? When you overcome the trials, who, over, who can overcome those trials? It's nothing but God. When you got a sick, when you got a, you absolutely, the doctor giving it up on you. And who healed that person? That's nothing but God. Where is that God? That God is right in you. When a marriage, then they had a problem. It's absolutely the same. There's no way to get out of it. Who put them together? It's God Himself. Where is that God? That God is in yourself. God veiled in the form of a man. Brother Bram said He hide Himself from their view. They could only see a man. But those who predestinated, they seen God. One saw a man, the other one saw God. And it was a God built in the human being. Make both of them right. But your faith in that which you don't see. If you saw a man, that's all you get. If you saw God, that is all you get too. It depends on what you saw. If your eyes saw is a man, that's exactly what you have. You maybe have the you maybe have the emotion, you maybe have the sympathy, you maybe have it as, as a friend. But if you saw there's a God in that man, then you get to the benefit from God. And in God there's a healing. And in God there's a deliverance. And in God there is a heart, there's a fervency, there's a no lukewarm in there. In God, there's every element of God is right in that God that is in that person. Depends on what your expectation is. That's what you get. That's what I saw this trip when I was in China. Brother Tom, this morning, give you, tell you that uh, a person... A brother uh, invited us to his home. And uh, as soon as they got into the house, Brother Tom gave you the sensorized version. He gave you the filtered version. I'm giving you the uncensorized version now. Brother Tom said, he said, I, I, I approach you because God living in you. That's not what he said, Brother Tom. What he said is, uh, I approach you just as I'm approaching God. Amen. He said, when you come into my house, he said, it's God coming into my house. Amen. 
This is uncensorized version of it. He said to Brother Tom, Brother Ron, Brother Murphy, he said, you are God to me. He said, I don't say this lightly. He said, that's exactly what I mean. He said, you are God to me. When you come to my house, he said, it's God coming to my house. If you saw man, that's what you get. If you saw God, and that's what you get. This is not without a quote. That's what Brother Bramah said. Bramah said in the unveiling of God, he said, in order to reveal, he said, Moses has to become God to the people. You say that's nonsense. Why he told, even told Moses himself, he said, you will be God and Aaron will be your prophet. So there he come. He had to veil himself. Because God is always behind the veil. Oh my, do you see it? God is hide from the public. But he said, Father, I thank you. You've hide it from the wise and the prudence and revealed it to babes, to them that wants to learn. He said, now he said, now Moses, you understand, the people understand now. See, I have showed you. I will vindicate you. God had availed himself in his prophet to speak his word to the, to the people. Moses was the living God to them. The living word of God made it manifested. He said, do you know the same thing in a genuine Christian is available today to unbeliever? Do you know that the word of God said, I have said, ye are God's? That's not a diluted. That's not a put, the, uh, put this thing down. He said, you are God. If you are God, act like a God. If you are God, that is a God that is living in you. That you veil, that God veiled himself, that inside of you. Then you act like him. You walk like him. You pray like him. You cast out demons like him. You treat the devil just as God treated the devil. There's no diluted version of it. If God said it, He meant exactly what He said. Your flesh is nothing. Your physical body is nothing. But when God saw you, He said, I saw God. When I saw those people that are in there, while those brothers are preaching, Brother Ronald was at the preaching, Brother Tom was at the preach, and one service after, after this is finished, they didn't call the prayer line. They didn't even call nothing. Nobody, they didn't call the people coming for prayer. And I saw that the people, they started kneeling down. And I saw there's a sister. She's literally crawling with her hands on the floor, with her feet on the floor. And crawling over and got a hold of her brother, brother Ron's sister pants and started weeping, started sobbing. And I was to look at her, I was saying, Lord, did I miss anything? Did I miss something? And you know what? She get what she expected. 
And I even tried to push her away because I have to lead the brothers to going away, go back to the hotel. They're exhausted. And she got a hold of his, his leg. She wouldn't let it go. And she said, I have a need. And I said to the Lord, did I miss anything, Lord? And there's another brother. I don't know what, she was, what he was doing. And while there was a preaching, and Brother Ron was uh, just getting closer to him, and he reached out his hand. He rubbed his jacket. And later on, he told me, he said, that little girl in the Finland just coming over, robbed the jacket of the prophet. And her respect and get her what she needed. And she said, I am that little girl. I have a need. He got a hold of the jacket. And he robbed his jacket. And you know what? He got what he needed. And now you understand why I say, he said, I approach you as I approach God. One soul man, one soul God. And when I look at that, I come back and say, Lord, did I miss anything? And one brother said to me, I think Brother Tommy, you were there too, and Brother Glenn. And he said, I never saw Brother Brenham. Your pastor saw it. He said, I never saw your pastor. I don't got a chance to shake his head. He said, but you come to my house. He said, when I saw you all, I saw the prophet. I saw the God that is in that prophet. Then I asked myself, did I miss anything, Lord? And then I saw, I saw a sister. And when Brother Tom was preaching, well, after he was preaching, he was exhausted. And a sweat, and he was a soaking wet. And Brother Tom was wrapping his head with a napkin and I throw it down. And after it was over, I saw a little sister coming up and I take that little paper away and I stuck it in her sleeve. And later on, I asked her, I said, what you doing? She said, I believe he's a man of God. I'm going to take this napkin back to my child. Because I know whatever he touched, that is a blessed. If the dry bone of Elisha has a power in there, and the dead person's thrown out, 
and God alive is that my child can have a life too. Then I ask myself, I said, Murphy, have you missed anything? One saw man, one saw God. And God was veiled in the temple. What have you saw? That's what you will get. What you have expected, that's what you're going to get. If it's just a service, yes, you're absolutely right. It's just a service. If it's just a man, you're absolutely right. It's just a man. If God abide his mercy and ripped the rent of the veil in two, let you see there is a mercy seat there. Let you see that's a Jesus who was hanging on a cross. And all you needed is all laid in him. That I'm thinking about did I teach my children right? Did I teach them in the right way or the right approach? You know, you give him a totally new understanding about what is unveiling of God. You might be thinking it's funny that I see you become lovely. You did become lovely. I saw God. I didn't see a man. I said, Lord, if I ever miss anything, don't let me miss it again. The prophet said, you eat the word. He talked about Jesus. He said he just took the Father's word to show how simple it is. Man should not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Just to show the power of that word. He also said to destroy this body. It will be raised up again in three days. What was it? He was eating that word that made the promise. There is no way for the grave to hold him. Do you know that you can eat the word so much that you literally become the word? You can fill the, by the word so much. And when you go to work, it's actually the word of life go to work. You can have the word so much that when you go to school, it's the, literally the word of life goes to school. It's the word of life that speaks. It's the word of life that I think. It's the word of life that I pray for the sick. It's the word of life. Life, it was rebuking Satan. 
The Bible said, I said, you are God. You gave me the total new understanding of that what that verse really means now. When I saw all those people, what they have done. Maybe I'll just share with you a little testimony. You can turn on the slide if you can. Forgive me, I don't intend it to be like this. And this mom, you can see this uh, just standing in front of the pulpit. And what is uh, before her? That's her daughter. And she came into the prayer line. And the mom has been praying, and the mom has been praying. And she finally convinced her daughter and to come for the meeting. That's the first time her daughter ever come to the meeting. And when she endured the prayer line, and the brother Ron, brother Tom, and we all just prayed for her. And then I would trust them, believe the Lord uh, did a wonderful work with her. And after, after the prayer line is uh, over, as we were walking out, and I saw her, she was uh, just sit, standing at the back over there. And as uh, I, we were going out, we were shaking, with the people, uh, shaking hands with people. And when it come to her, and she was uh, holding her stomach, she was very painful. I, I don't know what's happened. Uh, I know she, I, I saw that she probably got a, uh, got a uh, sick her stomach. So just as I had to shake hands with her, and she was looking at me, and then I bowed my head, that I just without asking, I just started praying for her, just a simple prayer. And when I get back to the room, and uh, her mom just to send me, uh, send me the text. And actually, she told me. And she said, uh, Brother Murphy, I'm so thankful. He said, you prayed for my daughter. He said, uh, when you were shaking, shaking her hand and prayed for her right on that spot, the stomach, the, the painful that she left to her. And that girl, and she went to the ocean and the baptized in that afternoon. And it's a tall boy. And when the, and his mom has been praying and for the family. And her husband is not a believer. And the family in the in a desperate situation. And her husband to go out to work the whole year. They haven't give her, gave him the salary. The family just have no money, nothing to uh, coming in. And they, uh, they uh, deceived, uh, cheated uh, uh, her husband. And then uh, he, wouldn't go, he didn't get a pay for the whole year. And uh, uh, the children, uh, he got a two, uh, uh, two children. There are uh, none of them a believer. And this uh, sister, the mom, just at the corner of there. And she just came into the message uh, several months ago. A fervent believer. And because she has to pay debt. And she went to work in the, uh, the public bathhouse. And she's just scrubbing for people, for a woman. And in the bathhouse, 
to get some money. Let him not pay for the tuition. Let pay for the family. And but she said, she sent me a text. I didn't the Brenna's is in my phone there. She sent me a text. She said to Brenna Murphy, I don't want nothing else. And she said, I just want my husband to coming home. I just want my children to receive the Lord Jesus. And she said, while I was praying, I was praying. And she said, There's a, I was thinking in my mind, you know, the work of uh, the printing of the Bible and the things, that they, need to, uh, they need money. They need some uh, funds to do that. She said, I, started, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if I have $400 that are in my account, and she said, I'll give half of them to the mission works, to the works that Brother Murphy and their church, they do. And she said that she go back to check it online. She checked his account. And she saw there's a $400 in there. Which she did by scrubbing people in the best house. Day and night. Day and night. Just to earn some money. And, uh, and she sent the money to me. When I received that money. I said, Lord, how can I receive that? And then I sent the money back. I said, Sister. I said, thank you so much. I said, I take this as an offering. I give it back to you. I said, I pray the Lord to put a double blessing on you. And to save your family, save your children. You know what you expect? That's what you get. And she had a... She tried to convince her son. And to come for a meeting. And her son wouldn't come. And then she shared the testimony, Brother Ron's testimony, that uh, gave uh, her son to a uh, raid. And when, uh, he started, when he started raid, then uh, he, he finally was convinced that he come for the service. Whatever you give it to the Lord, He will always remember that. Not one thing that you do for the Lord without being remembered by Him. No matter how little it is, but God knows every person. Whatever you do, He knows that. And then this boy came. And when he came to the prayer line, and the brother Ron was praying for him, and I forgot what is exactly what he said. But the Lord has just discerned the situation without him knowing anything. Then he prayed for this boy. And asked the Lord to fill him. And this boy give his heart to the Lord. And while he was going on the way. And his mom and, uh, and him. While they were going on the way. And the brother, brother Ron just turned his head. And looked at the mom. And he said. You've been praying for this boy. He said. Now you got to what you have been asked for. And he said. What you did for the Lord. He said. The Lord has to pay back to you. And he was out of knowing anything. And that's exactly right. The Lord has a payback with the life of her son. And that afternoon, and as a young boy, I went to the baptism. And that is that moment that when he was appointing to, to the mom and that I pulled him back and said the word to them. And you saw the white jacket. 
that he was a, a this young man, how he came to the Lord. It's about a year 2012. He was working down in the south. And he's a, he used to be a leader of a house church. And he, one day, there was somebody, either on the bus or whatever, I, I forgot the exact situation. But then uh, there was a, he received a message, a message book that was put on his hand. And so, so when he's reading it, and his uh, a brother, I think he's on the bus, and then they give, uh, give him a, a message book. When he's reading it, he said, no, no, he said, it cannot be. There's no prophet and pillar of fire, what, what you're talking about. He wouldn't believe it. And then uh, uh, just right after that, we had a convention that's up in the north. You probably remember that at one time we had a convention that we, re- we rented a theater. And that there was hundreds of people coming. So that brother wanted to know. Then he told uh, this young man, he said, why don't you go out before the meeting? He said, I'm not going. And then he said, I'll pay for your road. I'll pay for your bus ticket. He said, why don't you just go? Well, he was thinking, well, if that's free, then I go. So they bought a ticket, bought a bus ticket. He literally had to ride on a bus for two days and two nights and to get to the meeting place because that's down in Shenzhen. And there's thousands of miles going up there. And then when he get up there during the meeting, and while I was preaching, actually it was a very interesting situation. We rented a theater, but without we knowing it, we're on the third floor. They're on the second floor. There's another church having their convention. So all our people coming in and all their people start to coming in. And they come, there's a different people that come in, instead of coming to the second floor, they all went up to the third floor. And the, when the meeting was going on, they started thinking, something wrong somewhere. <laughs> and they asked, uh, this is, uh, there's a teacher, I think uh, this, uh, in, the, in the church, they call this uh, Teacher Yu. They said, they asked, is this a Teacher Yu's convention? They said, no, this is Teacher Wong's convention. <laughs> but somehow, this white jacket brother, he get onto the third floor. Then he get in there, and then he started to listen to the, the preaching. While the service was going on, he said, he was really struggling. This is later on, he told me. He said, in my mind, it said, rejected, rejected, rejected. This is a cult. This is cult. He said, several times during your preaching, he said, I would try to get out of the chair, try to get out. I said, why? He said, you're constantly quote, quoting. Brother Branham said this. Brother Branham said, I said, I don't care what is the Brother Branham said. I want to see what is the Bible said. And, but then during that time, he was a struggle. He was struggling. He was a fighting. There was something in his mind to tell him, get out of here, get out of here. But he said, something is down in my heart. He was out of the small voice said, receive it. This is your chance. Receive it. This is your chance. And finally, he said, he, was, uh, he just cannot hold out any longer. Then he said, I'm going to obey the voice. Not this voice, but the voice down here. Then he stand up. He rise up and lift up his hand. He was literally shouting during the meeting. I can remember that very clearly. He was sitting in about the second row. He was shouting and screaming. He said, I receive it. This is the truth. This is the truth. Then he was broken away from that spirit. And from that day on, he became a fervent believer. And that's the one 
that I shared with you that there was a 14 people was a baptized that because it was a witness in an online to the person after person from a one group to another group. He said, I'm not a minister, but oh Lord, what can I do? He started witnessing to them. There was a, this group would kick him out and that group would kick him out. But he was constantly, faithfully witnessing to the people. Then one after another, just in the last few months, there was a 14 people was a baptized. Then he introduced the two that to Brother David up in the north. Brother David went to another place. There's another 10 or some people was baptized. Then it was another place. Just a church after church. That is a young man just by one man's witnessing. And during this convention, he brought about 20 people that are coming from the all from his witnessing. And there was a 14 of them was baptized just during this convention. And then there is one, and this one, she's a woman preacher, they're in a house church. And she knows about hundreds of the hundreds of the different churches. And that after, after this uh, brother is witnessing to her, and she gave her heart to the Lord, and she received the message, and then she, she came, still with her with pants, with the short hair, but she enjoyed the service. And then after the service, then she was went to the baptized. And after she was baptized that night, she came to my room and was together with another 14 people who was baptized. Then in that of who people was baptized, there was a pastor in the street self church. And there was a, this woman preacher in the house church. There's other song leaders. There's a worship leaders or whatever they called it. That are all coming over all through this one man's ministry. This one man's witnessing. And, and she was uh, telling me, she said, Brother Murphy, what should I do? Uh, she said, uh, you know, I just, something that's burning in me. I want to get a message to the people. He said, this is nothing but the truth. I said, I said, the Lord give you the gift to witnessing. And he will never take that gift away from you. I said, you just keep witnessing to the people. So this woman preacher that went back. And a few days, uh, I think just one day or two days later, and she phoned me uh, on the phone. At that time, we were eating, Brother Tom. You remember that? And I had to go out to take the phone. And uh, she said, uh, she said, Brother Murphy, she said, I know you're busy, but can I just talk a few words to you? She said, I know there's a lots of a house church. She said, I even know there's a churches in California. He said, uh, can you uh, send some people, go to uh, Los Angeles? He said, there is a pastor in a the, in the house church there. Uh, not house church, but, uh, you know, just in the church over there. They can speak English, they can speak uh, Chinese. I said, uh, are they, uh, because I asked them, and I said, are they uh, English speaking or Chinese speaking? They said, they're a Chinese group, but uh, they can speak in English. He said, if you know anybody, he said, please send somebody. He said, I told them, I said, we, uh, there, there is, um, uh, you know, there, uh, we, we received this uh, message. He said, if you want, we can send a preacher to preach in your church. And that, he said, that, that man said, Come, send people over here. We need a preacher. We have a convention coming up. And I said, sorry, I'm, I'm in China. I cannot go there. But maybe, Brother Ernie, you can go there. <laughs> and I said, I said, who else do you know? He said, we know a lot of people. He said, we have it in Los Angeles. We have the eastern part of the United States. We have the church in, in Europe. We have it in Southeast Asia. Our house church. He said, whatever you have of people, please let me know. He said, I will. He said, send them over. He said, I'll give you the contact. He said, they need a preacher.
And there's another three self a pastor is not in the picture. Then he received the Lord. And it's through and it's through the uh, through the brothers uh, witnessing. And then it's to find out he's a witch that uh, there's a one of the uh, I probably shared it with you. There's a uh, one man he he was uh, he's still in the three self church. And but he secretly uh, taking the message out to the to the people, uh, to the whatever they, uh, that they, uh, he was with. And he's been witnessing to a lot. And just end up that this is three self a pastor. It was in the same uh, city with that three self a pastor. When they met each other, they look at each other really in the big eye. Oh, what, what are you go- doing over here? <laughs> so they're all attending the convention. And that, and that, that's, uh, that man that was uh, baptized. Now he takes the message back to it as a city. And the two his three selves, the church now. I was just to show you how the Lord has been working miraculously. When we have the convention, and uh, when this uh, in the second place, and there's a three self a pastor that uh, Brother Caleb he know and uh, he introduced him and uh, pulled him over and asked him to come for the meeting. Can you just give me a few more minutes? I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up as soon as uh, I can here. And uh, this uh, pastor uh, coming for the meeting. And then in the beginning, he was a listen to that. I saw him last year, and we get him a, a Bible, uh, the uh, King James a Bible to him. Then uh, so Brother Caleb uh, introduced him, and then he came in, uh, came in again. This is uh, a second time. And so when he was uh, there, he doesn't know how to handle himself because everybody was a shouting, was a screaming, and there was rising it up. You got to listen to the Chinese shouting. And then he was sitting there. He was a look at that. He, he, he was a so freezed up. He doesn't know what to do. That's in the first meeting. When the second meeting, he started to look around. When the third meeting, he started to raise up a little hand. And when the third meeting, fourth meeting, he started to raise up a hand and they worship together with us. And then at the last, when we have the meeting in the brother Kinnabas house, we had a fellowship together. And uh, he was in there in a fellowship with us. He was so enjoyed that. And he asked the brother Caleb, he said, brother Caleb, he said, next time, he said, when you come in over, when those are brother, brother Tom, brother Ron, whoever they're coming over, now you're hooked to brother Tom. And he said, whoever, when they're coming over, he said, let them come to my church. He said, you can preach in my church. He said, I, uh, and then uh, we said, uh, aren't you afraid? He said, afraid, afraid for what? He said, I'm the pastor of the three self of the church. He said, just coming over. He said, you guys are legal, aren't you? And we, I said, yes, we are legal. I'll show you how legal we are. And Brother Caleb, before the meeting, he just filled the letter. He said, I must report this meeting. And uh, he said, I cannot just uh, do it secretly to this. And he's, uh, he prayed. And then he, uh, he got a friend. And that, that friend, uh, he's kind of a, how he got a friend with him. Because that was a police officer in the police station. And Brother Caleb, he's uh, raising some pet turtle. And uh, so it just come to, uh, come to pass that that police officer, his habit is to raise pet turtle too. So, brother, so they become a turtle friends. So Brother Caleb teach him how to raise up a pet turtle and uh, how to raise up. And they become a very good friend. And so he, uh, the, the police officer just told him, said, the next time when you have a meeting, let me know. I'll protect you. So that's the last time when Brother Tom was there. That's how they protect us, aren't we? So the, the meeting place was right uh, above the police station. 
And this is the second time. So Brother Kato said, well, I need to report this. And so he reported to the police officer. The police officer said, no problem. He said, no problem. Just go ahead to have a meeting. And you register your name. And whoever name that's going to come. So he registered my name, Brother David's name, and Brother Caleb's name. But of course, without Brother Tom's name. Without Brother Tom's name. Okay. So he, he put in the name in. And the police said, no problem. He said, you go ahead to have your meetings. And I'll protect you. But then this, uh, this police officer went out to, to um, have a holiday. So then the, the head officer of that police station, he knows that. He said, well, he said, uh, you know, I need to come to uh, look at uh, the place. So Brother Caleb prayed. He said, what should we do? Should we cancel or not? But then he said, no, we're going to go ahead with it. So the police officer came. They uh, investigated the place of everything. They said, okay, no problem. You can go ahead to have a meeting. That's how we end up. We have a legal meeting. Right. And even during the meeting, the police officer came in over. He didn't come inside of the meeting place. He just on the outside. He said, uh, okay. He said, uh, you're having a meeting there. He said, yes, we're having a meeting. He said, everything's the safe? He said, everything's the safe. Then the police officer went back. Then we continue to have our meeting. So when the pastor, just to how the Lord working, when the three self pastor saw that we can legally meeting in this place. That's why he said, if you're illegal, he said, why don't you come to the Three Self Church next time and to preach for us. Does that scare you? Okay. I can't feel that. <laughs> no problem. He still has the turtle friends. <laughs> There's one more testimony that I will finish over here. Brother Ron shared a, uh, shared a testimony that he said, uh, you know, that there was one sister because of the prayer cloth. And that they put it on her. And uh, she got a problem with her uh, heart, I think. And I got some problem. And the uh, prayer cloth. And that they put it on her. Then the Lord uh, healed her. And uh, uh, totally. So when, she, when he shared his testimony... And then uh, those people just start to brought in pile after pile of uh, some with the bed sheet, some with the handkerchief, some uh, with the different things that they all start to bring it in and to ask uh, to uh, pray for. And the one brother, and he, uh, while he was uh, doing, uh, doing that, he also brought a, uh, a little toy that his boy was uh, played with and stuck it into the pile of the prayer cloth. And then the one we prayed it all over, and then he, uh, uh, he went back home. And to the second day, uh, just after the church is over, on the second day, and his son has got a high fever. And then he started to pray, and the fever did not get away. Then all of a sudden he remembered that little toy that has been prayed uh, by, uh, by, the, uh, by Brother Ron and Brother Tom. And then he uh, take that a toy. And I put it in his uh, son's uh, bosom. He said right away the fever was going down. And he became a normal and never got a fever anymore. This is how people are taking serious about the word of God that he heard. One saw man, one saw God. Depends on what you saw. And that's what you get. If we said we believe the word, 
made a musician come. If we say that we believe the word, then we act out upon the word. We believe that God veiled himself in the human flesh. And the denomination, they overlook it. And they couldn't be under the veil. And then all they saw, they only saw man in there. But you know, when I saw them, I saw they're not man. They're God. Then when I saw you, I didn't saw just a man. I saw God. I know this is probably going to stumble some people. I know this is probably people hard to swallow. It's not just a minister, but in each person that who received the Lord, you are literally has said, "I have said, ye are God." The flesh is going to pass away, but that the parts that are in you, that is God, it will never pass away. If we saw God. Many problems will be solved. If we saw God in each other, it won't be backbiting or this. And I'm not saying that you have it. I'll just try to make it a point over here. If we saw God, the whole atmosphere will be different. If you saw God, if I saw God, just like those people that I was encountered with in China. And I saw that little sister grab a little napkin and stuck it into her, the sleeve. I was saying, Lord, she saw God. And I want that brother, if you can uh, get ready for the, uh, for the video clips. And if that brother, he saw, and he, when we come to his house, he said, I approach you just as I approach God. You will get what you expected. And each person, I saw that woman, her account only had about $400. And you know how Chinese can save you money. And that's all she got. And she was doing a dirty, dirty job scrubbing for a woman in the best house. Just try to earn a few dollars for a day and to help with the family. And even in that situation, and she said, Lord, I want to do something for the work of the Lord. You know what? God saw that. That's why God gave uh, her the most precious thing. Her beloved little boy. And she was uh, coming to the platform. Got a hold of the man of God's the pants. And uh, crying out. Not for men. But for God. And she get what she expected. If I can ever do anything to you, I pray the Lord reveal to the, this to you. There is a God has unveiled in this age. Amen. And the call to William Branham, the man of God that the God has chosen as be the vessel and the messenger of this hour. And that the word of God, the message of this hour has been vindicated. Depends on what you see. That's what you get. You know, in one of the plays, I was with the people. There's some students from Africa, the international students. And one student said to me, he said, Brother Murphy, can I speak a few words with you? I said, sure. And he said, you know, when I come to China, I've been here for several years. 
And he said, I saw one thing was very, very unique. I said, what it is? He said, in my home, in my home church, he said, when we hear the minister preaching, nobody, I mean, we read the message, we believe in the message, we shout hallelujah to the message. But most of us, we're going home, you know, maybe just flip over a message and maybe once a week and listen to it or something like that. He said, the minister was a preaching. It was a preaching. It was a good preaching. It was a wonderful preaching. But we don't hear so much emphasis on the message of this hour. We don't hear so much quotes about uh, Brother Branham said uh, what he said. He said, but when I come to China, he said constantly, when I was in the car with the brother, I saw the message was playing. When I was at home with the brother, I saw the message was playing. He said, when I saw the shelf, it's all message book. There's no other books there. He said, whenever that I saw wisdom, they all talking about this message. He said, when I was in the church, I saw the brother David was constantly emphasized this message. I saw brother Caleb was constantly emphasized the message. He said, when I saw you come, you constantly emphasized this message. You constantly pointing people back to the message, back to the message. He said, I don't hear that very much that in my home. I said, that's the difference that you saw, the growth of the people. I said, that's the difference that you saw, that the people, they're mature. You know, I think Brother Tom, Brother Ron, probably the first uh, impression, how people, they hunger for the Word. How people, they give themselves to the Word. Not Not only by mouth, they literally give their whole life to the Word. Just like what you do. Don't, don't think I'm going to say some flowery word to you. I don't mean that. I don't say that. I mean that. I know you give your whole life to the word. But maybe the Lord just asked us to go a little higher. To encourage us a little bit more. And all those people. And that they give themselves to the word. That they emphasize on the message of this hour. They keep pointing people back to the message. That makes them become more mature. That's make them. They are hungry for the word. Brother Tom, I think he experienced that. Brother Ronald, he experienced that. But you know, they're hungry for the word. is not because they don't have the word. They're hungry for the word. is because they're feeding on the word. I told Brother Ed, I said, Brother Ed, if there's anything that we've done right, I said, we're pointing the people back to the message of this hour. We love what is the God has a love. We emphasized what is God has emphasized. We put it in the most priority, most important place. What is the God put in the most important place? We put the message of this hour in the hands of the people. Year after year, year after year, and we saw the results of it. And then the minister brothers, they coming forth, they can have some people they can preach to. When they're coming home, I feel, they, I feel jealous of them. I feel envy. Of their stands on the word of God. And I come home. I said to myself. Murphy. Have you ever missed something? If I ever missed anything. Lord don't let me miss anymore. Amen. If you can put that uh, video. Oh thank you.
This boy's not off on the ground in five minutes. Call me a boss prophet. And he said, I kneel down on my knees. One voice he said, every devil in hell could have lined up in a line. And they couldn't stop it from going forth. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Glory. Amen. Glory. I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care what it is. Amen. Thank <laughs> you. 
Amen. Amen. Never had Glory. So if you got delivered yesterday, you'll get delivered tomorrow. Shall we stand? Shall we stand? There's another part of this, but it's too long. I won't be able to share it with you. But the next time, maybe, there's another 10 minutes of a clip. So just, um, I just feel the Lord. Uh, I just want to praise Him. Amen. How wonderful our Lord is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. What did He do to yesterday? He's doing it today. What is he doing over there? And is he doing the same thing over here as amongst us? Can we just sing that song again? I think Brother Ryan was singing uh, this uh, just before the service. Uh, uh, um, uh, the, uh, what you call that? Set on, set your wind on the face of a wind. <laughs> set your, yeah. Amen. Let's sing it.
maybe this evening you had a need. You had a need. Not just China had a need. Are this the saints there that assembled in Hangzhou or Qingdao? They had a need. They came expecting. And they got what they expected. Brother Murphy was talking about this saint that just rubbed the coat. I believe one of the nights Brother Ron was ministering and, and we didn't wear ties. They just didn't wear ties. And this night he just said, I, I want to wear a tie. I thought, well, that's strange. Normally we're trying not to wear a tie. So he put a tie on. And it was at that service that they came to the forward, to the front. And I looked down and there was a little hand reached up. And the only thing she could touch was that tie that was hanging over Brother Ron. I thought, the Lord knows exactly our needs. And you're going to get what you expect. When I saw that little hand reach out, I said, Oh God, honor the faith of this dear sister. Who are we? But we're veiling God. And we're believing this is the hour. This is the time and this is the season. Lord, let us awaken to what's within the temple of this flesh. If you've got a need, why don't you lift up your hand tonight as we get ready to close and say, Lord, I do have a need and I know that you are the supplier and the giver of every good gift. And Lord, I'm not lifting my hands to a man. I'm lifting them to the Almighty One. Lord, that I could reach out in faith and touch the hem of your garment. That I can claim the promise of God for its yea and amen for me. And so there's many hands that have been raised. Lord, some situations that almost seem impossible. But Lord, you can move on their behalf. You can deal with situations and dissolve them in a moment. And Lord, we're looking to the God that is very present and can be touched by the feeling of everyone's infirmity here tonight. May the Holy Spirit go from hand to hand, heart to heart, life to life. Meet every need, Lord, we pray. We're thankful for what we've heard today. We're thankful for what we heard this evening. For the Word of God is true powerful scripture trouble with the veil but Lord let us look past the veil and see God in flesh again bless your people Lord as they ponder these words and Mary when, when she heard the salutation of an angel she pondered these things Lord let us ponder what we've heard and God let us receive it to ourselves and not just put it off to another service but what I've heard is what God wanted me to hear tonight so would you bless your people as they go their way may they ponder these things and make a confession within their lives Lord Jesus you have called me to be manifested in this day and this hour bless your people go with us now we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to sing a little chorus maybe we have not sung for a while. In moments like these. In moments.
God bless you, saints. God be with you. Give you a wonderful week. Give some time to the Lord this week. Get aside. Feed on the Word and see what God will do for you. Rebuild your walls and let the Holy Spirit minister to your soul. I don't know what we do without a message that we believe. It brings 